Welcome back, everyone, to a Jed and Gary Wrestling Podcast. Today, we are doing a preview for Thursday Night Dynamite this week. Me and Gary are doing it on a Tuesday, wet and drizzly evening in the UK. It's been horrendous for this storm going through, probably not as bad as other people's countries and places of residence, but I moan with a slight bit of any bad weather. I don't know what you're like, Gary. I just want it to be yeah. not even too sunny. Just, just give me clouds and give me a bit of brightness. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit of brightness would have helped with today a lot. Um, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> short story short. Uh, long story short, Gary told me he's had a dreadful day at work and I don't blame him. Okay, so uh, we also do pre uh, reviews, different types of videos such as outlandish predictions, and many, many more coming in the future. Just for everyone's reference, my computer decided to back in today. And I was equally as frustrated to this as what Gary's mood was at his day of work. So this might just be a podcast on all your podcasting websites, wherever you get your podcasts from, coming onto YouTube, hopefully, before AEW starts. If it doesn't, I can only apologize, and I'll put an apology message on the YouTube channel on my phone tomorrow morning if it doesn't work. But apart from that, Gary, I know that we're in a not bad mood, just in a bit of different moods because of today. But have you finally settled from Saturday night's TV show? No, I'm still super hyped up from it. I really am. I, I can't I can't believe how good the booking was at the end of that main event. <laughs> it was it was it was another show where it was ex, it was expen, it was fantastic. I was going to say a word that I made up again, but um, it was fantastic. I generally thought throughout the night, and that just made it brilliant. That was like someone pouring like golden flakes onto my cupcake, so I've become rich. I can eat, and I've already got a cherry on top because the match before was actually pretty good for my expectations. Yeah, it's like you always hear that you're only as good as the last segment on your last show. Mm. and that just proves it completely and then you look at what happened in the last segment on NXT and the controversy that that caused the last segment on SummerSlam and that controversy that caused it it just always is the last five minutes of your show is the key point and you've got to make it as good as possible and they took full advantage of being on Saturday night yeah, yeah, I did watch um, parts of SummerSlam and that last match I did watch as well. So I'm going to compare it to the Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt situation, the feed, uh, with the Brody Lee and Cody. You just, look, just compare them two. Okay, so one compared time, completely different. Different style of match as well. And one of them actually had a title. I think I mentioned this in our last video, Monster Among Men. But the Monster Among Men was in AEW and he absolutely destroyed he's basically we've seen a live murder so we've seen live waterboarding last week and a live murder all in aw on a saturday night what more do you want however what i enjoyed about SummerSlam though was the surprise they give in the end with um the roman reigns which was much appreciated his what we keep calling gary gray areas so actually thumbs up to wwe if they're going to go in the right direction wait and see what happens on friday for him but I'm comparing that last angle to Brody Lee, and Brody Lee still hit it 10 times more out of the park than WWE did at SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, just a quick point on that as well. 
um, for anyone that's interested. MJF turned around and said that John Moxley was doing a Stone Cold impersonation. I think we saw that Sunday night from Roman Reigns, and can I just say that I approve completely. I do. This, this, it's, I know this is an AEW uh, podcast, but it does. We do do shades of grey into other companies. Um, I think they did the nail on the head. My favourite bit is his new teeth. But going along from that, Gary, back no, to Saudi. No, my favourite bit. My favourite bit, and I've got to give him complete kudos for this because everyone keeps turning around and saying he has no mic skills, right? But when he turned around and just went and wailed on Braun Strowman, right? And he just went, you're nothing without me here. <laughs> just, yes. I thought you yes. say because he had no vest on and he was just having a t-shirt, but never mind. <laughs> I, that, was, that was cool as well. He looks hench. <laughs> just like, he looks like a brick house and you know it. <laughs> He looks like, like a you real, would not mess with that guy. <laughs> like the guy that plays uh, Aquaman, but for WWE, that's what he looks like now. Um, yeah, he looks like to... that random guy from from Fast and Furious. So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Saw> him. <laughs> um, back to Saturday Dynamite. Just a quick reference before we start. Do you know what viewership they got in, Gary? I've just seen it. I literally went on Reddit and I was, it was trending, so I just quickly had a view. No, but I have been looking forward to being wrong about this. So go for it. 755k. They were fifth in the demo. And Okay, so four, I was right about it then. Correct. Get all in. four above were sport, sporting events like NBA and whatnot. Um, UFC. The yeah. absolutely not to the park. If you're giving that for the Wednesday, it's basically equal to what you get on Wednesday. So you've got extremely loyal fans that just tune into whatever day it is for AW Dynamite, hence me and you, this is why we're here. But you yeah. might have all got them people that either forgotten or couldn't make the time and recorded it. And then the new lead-ins from the NBA that we discussed last week. So all I can see is that's an absolute win for them. Yeah, well, the fact that they maintained a rating is actually fantastic. It is. I'm very proud of them right now. Very, very proud. So, somebody else I'm extremely proud of is their commentary skills. And we've got Chris Jericho on commentary again for uh, the whole of the event. Do you think this is something to do with Orange? Or you just think he's there just as a bit of filler? Because they have been swapping a few things. They might be taking Taz off or replacing somebody because of the lack of Excalibur. I just think that everyone wants to hear what Chris Jericho has to say and if Chris Jericho wants Mike time you might as well give him the two hours totally agree totally agree and the good thing is is what they do with their special commentary as well is to give them like good old um, an hour like half the show segment I remember last time Chris Jericho were on and like when it was coming up to like Orange's match with like some development talent that's when he came off because they were going to create the angle for him um, so if they do something like that again this, this week I, I'm very happy I love Chris Jericho on commentary and me and you could both agree we want him there after he retires anyway yeah I'm just a little bit gutted because I don't think he will <laughs> but the fact that he's doing these little bits here and there just shows how invested he is in the company and if he's that invested in the company then it must be going somewhere <laughs> agreed and with investments in the company we've got all this tag team malarkey going down. So 
I'll refresh everybody. Last week, FTR, um, we're doing a segment for Hangman Page and Young Butch with Kenny. And then because of all this situation, they wanted to uh, Tony Khan booked a gauntlet match for this week to set up who's the true number one contenders against Hangman and Kenny. Um, currently, it's FTR in the rankings, but now teams can go through a gauntlet match to replace them as number one. It's going to start off with the Young Bucks versus the Natural Nightmares. Whoever wins that goes against um, second contender, number two contender, which is best friends. And whoever wins that is going to go against FTR. I'm going to repeat my exact self, Gary. Do you actually see a Bucks FTR TV match, even if it is two minutes? No. No, uh, absolutely not. I see FTR getting involved and best friends beating Bucks. Okay. Okay. Um, in what? Okay. So, in what sense? So, so we've. Oh no! You said best friends beat Young Bucks. So, you think Bucks are going to fly past Natural Nightmares and then get? Well, in all fairness, it'd be it'd be terrible if they lost in the first round, wouldn't it? Yeah, it really would. Especially with the name of Natural as much Nightmares. as much as I love Dustin Rhodes, I don't think he should be beating the Young Bucks at this point. <laughs> yeah, I I can only echo that statement but in the best friends match I can't remember when we were saying it but they've got a bit of a ceiling at the moment where they can't get past like a three star rating as such and when you watch the matches they've only got limited sides of it they're a, really, they're a good tag team for what they are I can't say really good, they're a good tag team for what they are but they're not past the calibre of like an FDR or a Young Bucks so I think if the Young Bucks do go against the best friends in the second which I'm 100% guaranteed it will um, I think they will do a nice little fun segment, a good five-minute match, because they'll need to be quick, because that's you're basically booking three tag team matches in one night, plus the other matches we're going to go through, and I think one will go a bit longer than these tag team matches, personally. Um, so I want the Young Bucks to have a quick win, and then a quick loss if they do lose in number two. But my incline is the Young Bucks will beat best friends, and then something will happen where the FDR and Young Bucks can have a match, and then this leads into the pay-per-view. That's what I want to happen. Uh, I think we've got another week of Dynamite left before the pay-per-view, to be honest, because I'm right in saying the pay-per-view is on the 5th, so it's next week. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got another Dynamite anyway, so even though they, they can have like their main event next week as the go-home show, we'll wait and see. But I still don't see Bucks and FDR having a match at all on TV anytime soon. Yeah, I just don't want to see it on TV. I'll be honest, I've no appetite for it on TV. It doesn't feel big enough if it's put on TV because we've been building and building and building to this. I want it to be behind that paywall, and I don't yeah. know why, right? Because obviously it would benefit me if it's on TV. It's just <laughs> there's different standards of match when it goes on TV and on pay-per-view. And I know that I love the pay-per-view match. And I'm guaranteeing I love the pay-per-view match. But I just see the TV match going standard TV sort of tag team match. Not give away too much because they're going to have a rematch at a pay-per-view eventually. So why not just give us the match at the pay-per-view? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. And Do you think the first time these two were ever face off, do you think you'll actually be in a match? with these two, or do you actually think Kenny, Kenny and Hangman will be involved in the match one way or another? 
Well, it is a way to delay the the two of them fighting against each other, isn't it? Yeah. So at this point, Kenny and Hangman don't have any opponents, so might as well do that. I, I agree as well, and it'll be an interesting um, outcome to see it because they did pull the wool over my eyes when they beat Young Bucks because I was, for, I, I don't know why, I was certain that the Young Bucks were going to win the tag team titles against Kenny and Hangman. And then as the match played out around the 25th minute mark, I was thinking, ooh, no, there's something different here. But yeah, yeah, I, I can only echo them segments. Um, I don't want best friends to beat Young Bucks at all, and I don't want them to go ahead against FDR. It's weird. Over the last couple of weeks, I've wished AEW to have stupid finishes. And I think that's my old WWE conditioned brain stepping into the fold because you know what it's like. Roll up, roll up, roll up. DQ, DQ, DQ. Oh, look, one clean finish of the week. Well, in all fairness, if they're going to do something like that, it will be a stupid finish in the Young Bucks versus Best Friends match. Mm. And it Again, I'm assuming that either getting to that second round, like there could be something before the match that completely wipes them out of the gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my God, no, the young butts have been beaten up terribly backstage and now they can't take their place in the gauntlet. So it's just going to be this instead. Just a and flash then later in, in the night, we find out that it's going to be the FTR that's done a. Uh, bit of a beat up in the back backyard or like run one of them over in the truck or you know <laughs> something stupid <laughs> you, you give me um just a flash now that if the young bucks do win and say like it's a limited number of time and tony says no we're not going to do this match tonight we'll do it next week like ftr can like fake an injury or something just to delay it again yeah yeah no but as because it's the fact, yeah, they're not scared to face the young books, are they? But this is where Tully can come in and go, no, 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 no. Like fake an injury or something. But then again, you're thinking, oh, heels. They're a bit smarter heels because you've got Tully in the background. They'll probably say, go against the young books because they'll be knackered. And that's the point of this Goldman match, isn't it? But um, yeah. we're waiting. See, I generally think all these tag team matches, as long as they spread them out evenly throughout the night, there'll be some of the highlights of the show, I generally think. Yeah, well, it's just going to be one match into the other and then into the last one. Oh, okay, so, so like a continuous, yeah. like, 45 minutes. Yeah, I think it'll go about 20 minutes on the show, all in. Okay. Um, pun not intended again. <laughs> they could do, though, um, you know, with the Kenny and um, Pac Ironman match, because they did have a good solid 30 minutes with limited yeah. breaks then. Um, I, I could expect these four teams to go 30 minutes because you've got more people than two men going at it for a solid 30. So I wouldn't mind even 30 minutes with these lot. So going to a match that I actually do want to see 30 minutes of, oddly enough, even though I wasn't keen at this a f- couple of weeks back, is Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a tables match. That's actually happening uh, this week on Dynamite. It's not in the pay-per-view. I generally thought it was on Saturday for some reason. I don't know why I was thinking that, but we're having it this week. And um, so it's a tables match, but obviously that chair is going to be involved. <laughs> yep, Matt's getting hit with the chair again. Who's <laughs> <laughs> going yeah, over? The... Oh, good question. Sammy with a lot of interference from Jake Hager. 
Oh, yeah. I, again, this is another thing I didn't think of. I was just thinking of these two by themselves initially, but Jake doesn't really have any feuds going on at the moment. Uh, he probably won't be at the pay-per-view, probably like alongside Chris Jericho with Oh no, because he might not be able to be allowed anyway. But yeah, you could set up something tiny for Matt Hardy and uh, Jake for the pay-per-view after this with Jake just beating up Matt all the time. But no, this is a match I want to finish clean. And I want Sammy to do something stupid with that chair. Like, imagine jumping on the chair to go over the top rope to do his 450, 720, a billion spin turn to beat Matt or something. Or Matt just rolls off the table and Sammy goes to the table himself. Just something like that. But I think Sammy will win. I think this will be a fun match, especially for TV. Am I right in thinking it's the first tables match AEW have done? Yeah, it is. See, and they, they, they are good at starting off um, the new trends. Like, like we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, the Lumberjack match. That was a really good start to uh, a match. They had the Tornado tag with Moxley and Darby, which I thought were really good against Brian Cage. And um, was it Starks that, that week? Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, Starks. Uh, that, that was really good. They've had some, even that first Cage match we had with um, Wardlow and Cody. Every single starting match has been amazing. So I'm expecting this to be really good. And I think Matt's going to have a lot of time with Sammy just to probably his mini mentor and all subconsciously. We, we can't say that because one's face, one's heel. We don't know which one's which at the moment because they look like they flipped last week. But I think Matt will have a lot just to train Sammy in this sort of stuff because Sammy's going to be in a lot of DQs in the future. I just feel it. Yeah, it's the way to stunt. Sammy's getting over with with the fans because you you don't want him being cheered at the minute. Mm. Um, to me, he's still the heel because the placards and everything. And yeah. Matt Hardy only did exactly what he said he was going to do, so it wasn't like he overstepped the mark of what he said. And if you'd looked at BT this week, he's saying that he's going to make sure he gets hit with the chair. It wasn't It wasn't like he'd said it just to say it. It was a promise. <laughs> it's not over until I get him like he got me. It's the receipt, and the receipt is still coming. <laughs> yeah, it was. And I really liked as well. He was really jittery, and he had that like bandage on his head, and he was just like, oh. But um, I, would, I would appreciate him going through a bit of personas with the camera during this match. Not actual like him going under the ring and coming out in different gear. I like to just listen to him, listen to him going through his like different egos, alter egos, whilst he's beating up Sammy. And it would just be funny if like he hit Sammy once with like the chair. I'm going to call it the chair because it's it's a beefy chair. I would not, I wouldn't like to be hit with a normal steel chair, but that one just looks like it would just kill you. Um, R.I.P. Cody, sorry about that. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't like it at all. And Matt hitting him once, doing like one persona, then hit him again, doing money back, hitting him again, doing Damascus. It would just be funny. I appreciate things like that with Matt Hardy's character. Yeah, Matt Hardy's character to me is the funniest thing on the show so far. And it shouldn't be, but it is. It's like when um, Goldust had that bit of a twitch going on when he was with Booker T in that tag team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that to me. And I know that you shouldn't really be playing mental illness off as funny, but comedy wrestling, sometimes it's just a little bit close to the bone, isn't it? Yeah. And um, 
<laughs> it really is. Sorry, I've got replays of Goldust now. But uh, Matt Hardy in this match, I generally think they should give him time because he hasn't had really much time. I know he can't go as well as he used to, but it's his bread and butter, this style of match, isn't it? When he was younger, when he was Sammy's age and probably figure as well, just a bit wider. But um, it was his, it's his match to a T. So having Sammy go uh, beat Matt in this match is just a segment of this is going to be the future, Matt. I know you've got the private party, but they haven't really lingered into that much with Matt at the moment in the last couple of weeks. That sort of died off a little. Um, but having Sammy beat him and Matt next week or the week after or whatever, going, yeah, he beat me fair and square. I, I, give, him, I give him play and this is where now I'm giving out my hand. I don't like you, Sammy, but I want to help you become the best sort of thing. And then that's how them two get together. And that's how you can have a Matt versus Jericho promo off in the future. Matt and Jericho in a promo segment again. I'm fine with that. I'm, ha- I'm definitely happy with that sort of stuff. They're just they're very talented in the ring and having it, and it's good as well because we've got a prize of Sammy. Usually the prize of wrestling back in the day was a woman, wasn't it? Like two men would fight for a woman, but two men fighting for a grown man child would be much appreciated this time. A grown man child. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe, right, he is one half of Liz Sex Gods. I've got the t-shirt right here, definitely. Is. He is 100% a grown man, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how old Sammy is, to be honest, but never mind. That match is going to be, hopefully, I want it to be my favourite of the night. Going into another really random match of the evening, which I did not expect, to be honest, um, but we can speak about it a bit further is the legendary Dr. Britt Baker. Did you not know she's a dentist, Gary? Come on. And Fenelope Ford versus a big swole in a handicap match. Is this going to play out exactly how me and you think it's going to play out, Gary? Yeah, more than likely. (laughs) It's just going to be Penelope Ford and Reba just fighting for Britt Baker, isn't it? As Britt Baker's sat on the outside in the wheelchair. <laughs> Do you think she's going to get out at any time? I think if they're going to win, she'll be the one to pin Big Swall. <laughs> okay. But if they're not going to win, she'll be as far away from it as lamb and tuna fish. And if anyone <laughs> gets that reference then they're an absolute legend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We we like random referencing Gary, don't worry. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Yeah, when it comes to Big Swole, though, I do have to say that I'm a little bit iffy on her character at the minute. And again, I don't put that down to her fault or anything. It's just... She's not really had the time to shine. She gets a minute here and 30 seconds there. And yeah, there was that tag tournament, but in all fairness, I, I found myself paying more attention to Little Swall than Big Swall. And I think that wasn't what they went for. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at the minute, she's just reminding me of a really annoying version of Mojo Rawley. <laughs> Get hyped, stay hyped. Uh, no, yeah, no, no thanks. 
in the I've future, never... heel turn incoming. <laughs> well, it's, it's all, you, all you need to do with the women's division, turn them heel and then give them some segment time. They rock, absolutely rock. But Exactly. Um, and I just think that Big Swall's that exact kind of character. It is. She it would is. get on my nerves the perfect amount. <laughs> yeah, and she'll she know would. when to... <laughs> She'll know when to like say certain things to like the crowd, or if we don't have a crowd there at the time, like the wrestlers are ringside, just to like get them left side. But I think that'll happen in the future, many, many, many moons down the line. I generally think, and I would would enjoy to see it. Big Swall's a bit of an unusual one for me. I didn't like it at the beginning uh, when they heated her a little bit. Again, similar to you, I've I've really found her annoying, and I didn't really get when she comes to the ring singing that song she has and then whipping her hair. I'm like. Okay, uh, and the wrestling wasn't like the best. I hate a finisher. Her finisher is my least liked one of the whole of AEW roster. I despise it. It looks dreadful. It just looks like me and you trying to waltz, and then suddenly I'm getting a fist to the face. Yeah, it's uh, a bit dull, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's horrendous. I wouldn't mind and if awkward. she like, yeah. <laughs> Instead of spinning them around, she whips them with her hair so they're a bit dazed and then they're like holding the hands to the face and then she hits them. Something like that. Yeah. Use her hair. Yeah, um, a bit just... like, uh, is it Blanca or Belair with the one on WWE with really long hair that uses it all the time that's top? Yeah. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. In all fairness, hair can be a weapon. Especially, exactly. like, I can imagine getting hair, hit by Bianca Belair's hair and it, it's like a whip. <laughs> Precisely. And Big Swall, the way she designs it, is perfect just to whack people. I know that if you get him in the eye, you're probably going to do some damage. But we'll have another eye versus eye match. Who gives one? We have, we've got about 10 of them this year. Um, but It's not enough. <laughs> but, but with Big Swall in itself, it's they litter really well with the Britt Baker and her contrast over the last like month. And I think because we haven't seen that as much often, and Britt's not been on TV as much because of like, her surgeries and whatnot. Um, it sort of died off a little bit and I'm like, I'm over Big Swall before she's entered the ring properly against Britt Baker, which is a bit sad really because I would, I really would have enjoyed that match I still will if it happens but my incline is is like I said last week, I don't want him to rush Britt Baker back, whatever you do if she's 100% ready and the doctors all around her say yeah, she's fine and she's not at risk of another injury, have that match it all out, can't wait because women need the time as we've mentioned many many times but if she's not ready at least she can have a subpar match i know it's filler and i don't appreciate him doing it but you still need to get him give him time you can at least have forward slotted in if need be against big swall the pay-per-view with swall having an easy win yeah i think that's why she's been added to be honest with you is to give Britt baker that little bit of an out or that little bit extra time um just to make sure that she's all right and what's more heelish than going you thought you were going to fight me nah i don't feel like it i'm too good for you but i do have someone that will (laughs) you know it's just it writes itself basically it does it does and again that's me yeah at the end of the pay-per-view i'm just going to be like and i want more Britt baker (laughs) <laughs> exactly even if she loses I'll be like get her more on the screen now and oh, when she if, she lose, if she loses when she comes back then we're going to have a rant like there's never been seen on this podcast I promise I'll, you I'll let you have the five minutes then <laughs> it won't be five minutes mate like constant digs the entire way through and we'll not be happy 
So the final two things I've got on the list we need to speak about, Gary, is I didn't know which one to start off with because they're both as interesting as each other in their own different ways. So we've got Mr. Brodie Lee's title celebration uh, and then we've got John Moxley's a and MGS contract signing. Which one do you want to go for? Let's go with John Moxley first. <laughs> okay, that's fine. So me personally... Notice, by the way, notice, by the way I called it John Moxley and never said MJF. Right, so something's changed there, hasn't it? Ah, uh, so you think he's not going to show up? I, I think that MJF, if he shows up, is going to have his lawyer with him. <laughs> or just send his lawyer out and him be on the big screen just as a proper, like, yeah. cheese. Yeah, just as a FU sort of thing. We're not signing this contract until you sign this thing that says that you don't get to do the paradigm shift. Yeah, they're just going to push that throughout the thing. And I really do want them to go all out as well. With, you know, a bit like what they did with, was it Moxley and Jericho when they got all the sports entertainment, the weights out and stuff to weigh them? Yeah. I don't want them to bring that out, but I want them to do that split down the ring where they've got loads of people in. I know it's not good for social distancing, but everyone is tested in AW. Have loads of people in the ring. Half the side is everybody that's with MGF. So it's all his campaign, all his quotation mark fans. So they'll have people like with his t-shirts or signs on or something stupid. Have his lawyer, have everybody there without him. Even have Wardlow there or somewhere. And then on John Moxie's side, you've just got him stood there with like Tony Siobhan. <laughs> just casually why, like Why have I got this image, right, of Nina still smiling in the corner of the ring <laughs> doing nothing as everything else is like exploding around it it's yeah. the small details yeah. i really appreciated that from the, the other week though i liked how they kept that on without him having to speak to her they still kept that mini storyline on yeah it's really just one it. look now isn't it yeah <laughs> it's training her well which is a really 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 awful thing it's I such it is such uh mansplanation sort of yeah masculine yeah, no, it is. And no, the good thing is, just, it makes him even more of a douche. <laughs> Precisely, that's the good thing about it. They make him even more heelish. Just, something on. I, I, I don't know how they keep piling this layer of douchebaggery every single week, <laughs> but they're doing it. And like I thought, it was bad enough when he was whipping Cordy, but now, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> like. Even when he's cutting promos that seem like they could be John Cena like five years ago, right? There's still that glint in his eye where you're like, yeah, he's a douche. <laughs> like, he's brilliant. I, I, can't, I can't fault MJF. I still want him to win that title. I know what you mean, but I know how this is going to finish. It's going to be a typical contract signing in a way where... They both do their promos to sell, 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 sell. Then John Moxley will eventually sign that um, agreement only to immediately grab his lawyer and put him in the background shift. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the way I'd write it. it. It seems pretty simple to go with, to be honest with you, because like, literally there's nothing in the contract that says that he can't put his hands on the lawyer. Exactly. So that's how I would do it. And then when um, John Moxley tries to get up, Wardlow grabs him, does one of his matches, and then um, either if they want to have a John Moxley versus Wardlow match next week, again, I don't want Wardlow to lose if they do, so they shouldn't really do it. But they, you, you could have um, 
I can't remember his name, the one in the background that he uses that has been a development talent since the lockdown period. I, can't, oh, I don't think... Lee, is it Lee, Lee Johnson? what's his name? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, they could use him against Moxes, like a nice little squash next week. And then that's where Lee says, no, I'm not, I'm not with you anymore, MJF. You've put me out against like, Moxes. It's destroyed me in like a minute. They could do it that way because he's looked really good and dark as well. And it, it'll give him that dynamite time that will be much appreciated for people that work hard throughout that time. Yeah, I think a quick warm-up match next week for the fans as well. Getting to see John Moxley just before the pay-per-view would be a, a decent idea. A good little uh, treat I, for him. Yeah, and I'd have MJF sort of set to have a match, but weasel out of it. Yeah, next alerting sort of thing. Hang nails back. Yeah. Oh, wait, I was going to have this match, but this neck brace and this Zimmer frame is stopping me from having this match. So... Wardlaw. And, and there who? we go. We got a free Wardlaw match. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, again. Oh, and before you ask who do you who does he fight, we already know that it's gonna be Darby Allen. So No, no, you know who it will be. Jungle it'll Boy? Be, no, no, it'll be that other develop, develop, developmental talent on um the one that's like ex army. Again, I forget names because Dark eludes me sometimes. It's usually dynamite. I always remember him. Apologies to the people okay. on Dark because you do hard work. But uh, So, Gary, what we've been waiting for, back to the man of the hour, back to the title that feels bigger than the actual main title at the moment, the TNT Championship, Mr. Brody Lee's title celebration. Is this all going to be fun and games? Massive promo, Dark Order rule, they're taking over. Do you think there's someone going to interfere and come out? Or do you think it's just going to be them show finishes with another attack somebody sort of angle? I really got excited when I saw the segment on BTE this week where they kept mentioning Hangman. Obviously, we won't have the match. We won't have the match. Do you think he'll... I don't care if we get the match or not. It's just, I, I want to see him come out in defense of his friend. Like, drunk, obviously. Like, <laughs> just, yeah, but at this point, that's a given, right? And yeah, if he gets his ass handed, handed to him, then all be it, right? It just makes him an even bigger baby face for later, right? He has to be the one that in four, five months, whatever the pay-per-view is at that point, he has to be the one to end that reign. Now that it's been mentioned on BTE, I'm all in for it. I don't, Adam see, Page. It happen- I don't see it happening. No, I it's really not going to be this week. I'm just saying, in future, no, 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 yeah. it has to be Adam Page. And I, I know where it's going now. I don't, I don't, I don't see him having the ma- that match. I'll, I'll really be honest. I really don't see him I having do. that match in the title I contention. I get why because they're teasing it in hell of a lot, and they've done it like since Dynamite over the last couple of weeks, and well, you could say months as well because back in December is when you had the um, Hangman joining Dark Order when you had that vignette. We we didn't know what Brody yep. Lee, but he was on that. See, screen. all of it's all of it's coming together. It is, and that is the good thing about AEW booking. It's just long-term, right. exceptional, so now, stuff. now, right, my outlandish prediction about Kenny Omega is not really as outlandish as it was seeming before. So, 
I still think that's mine's... an even bigger reason why I think that it's going to be Adam Page that stays face. Come on, lad. The more more I think about it, my outline is prediction um, for Brody Lee. I'm going to say on this video, please check out our other video, our very first outlandish predictions to do with what Brody Lee will do with the title when he beats Cody Rhodes on the Saturday. Um, my outlandish prediction was every person Brody Lee is going to go against. He's going to say, that's fine. This can be an open title. I'll be a fighting champion because I need to represent my Dark Order. However, if you don't win, you have to join the Dark Order. And yes, it would be interesting. Like Even if they had Kenny into it some way, say Kenny doesn't turn heel at this point, which I probably would do at that time, but say he doesn't, they could say, that's fine, uh, Adam Page. You don't have to join the Dark Order. But if you lose... Kenny's going to join the Dark Order, that sort of thing. No, Kenny's joining the Four Horsemen. Yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, I just, it's written in the stars now. It is written in the stars. I I'm backing myself 100% here to the point okay. where it'll look like I'm completely terrible, right? When I'm completely wrong. No, no, it's fine, though, because I, I, I can agree with you. He was an incline of one of mine, not my top choices, because he was on that list that we discussed, but I do yeah. see. But I'm just glad now the Dark Order, from all the months of heartache, are right at the top of the show. Main, top card, Brody Lee has actually revived a phenomenal, phenomenal piece of work over the last couple of weeks. Even from his match from Moxley to now, he's been fantastic. And smashing Cody was best bit of booking in a long in a long while for AEW so much much appreciated you deserve your task of celebration and if anybody doesn't need to come out it does need to be a drunken hangman page um, don't see that happening I generally see like a random team middle of nowhere like Peter Avalon or someone stupid coming out and doing it but he's here also so never mind um, Chris Daniels possibly you could actually have the SEU coming into it again because they had them that incline the at the very beginning yeah yeah, I just, it has to be someone that Brody Lee can just send his goons on and they just beat them up straight away. It, it can't be someone that is valuable at the minute, which is why I say it's not going to be Hangman at the minute. Yeah, you could, you could do <laughs> you the know. dusting thing as well because, like, Bloodline of Cody and whatnot. If you well, he was taken out last the... week as well, weren't he? Yeah. So the way I'm looking at it is the whole Nightmare family gone this week and next week so okay. we can forget about them until after the pay-per-view pretty much um, or until the pay-per-view um, depending on what they want to do Yeah, but I might be wrong with that as well Like this is the good thing I don't know what to expect so I'm just running with ideas and I'm a bit like you when it comes to it Jed if I don't see what I want to see now I'm going to be upset <laughs> and that's the good thing but about not just, knowing what we want to see at this point yeah that will just make an even better podcast in the long run though so more entertainment for the for the fans and that's really what we're here to do isn't it precisely so Gary to finish it all off a random wrestling question of uh, the week for you so Back to WWE, sadly, for all our AEW fans. Um, we've seen it now at least three times. We've seen it on both brands, Raw and SmackDown, and we've seen it for SummerSlam. What are the hell are your thoughts on the Thunderdome? I really like it. 
I have to be honest with you, I, I do. I, I appreciate the fact that it's it's being tried. Like I, I've hated the last few months where there's been no real audience. So this to me is a step closer to there being an actual audience. I know it can be misused as it has been several times. And some of the things that have been rumoured to have been seen on them are disgusting. Don't want to know about it, right? But at least it's an effort. And to be honest, when you saw Drew McIntyre lift that title after saying, this is fucking amazing, right? And you saw the fans reacting in the background and then the balls of fire came out. The Yeah, all right, I'm all for this because you couldn't even do that in real arena. Yeah, yeah, it's. Um, I've got a bit, a bit of sweet feeling on it. It's, it's an extremely good concept. I love it. I prefer live fans, but that's just me being in the moment. But from yeah. what WWE are doing, they have the money to. They've done the right decision uh, because they're testing for COVID. I oh, know we can't say it. they're testing for the actual situation around the world. Has been much, much poor to the company that we follow all the time, which is AW, even though we follow both. Um, having fans in the in there would just ruin it even more. Um, so good decision. It gives me a headache. I'll be deadly honest with you. Um, I don't like actually. Looking it is a at bit all. bright, isn't it? Yeah. If they dimmed it down a bit, I'll be happy. Or I did something. It just sometimes they get distracted from watching the wrestling and go on the screens, and I'm like, oh yeah, I just can't figure out the squares. My eyes just don't like it. But never mind that. Still good concept. It's done well. You've got a select few that like to ruin it for everybody, as you mentioned. I can't believe yeah. the people just try that. They're just it's that select few that ruin it for all. If they get rid of that now because of that, them few people can go down, get the police on them, get somebody to investigate them and give them some lawsuits, some fines and something. It's ridiculous. Some of the stuff you've seen on there, like extreme celebrities in WWE's dark past, I'm not going to mention the names, uh, I will mention names actually. Chris Benoit, um, extreme racial groups against a hated part, well, against a part of somewhere in America that's much, much hated by that sort of group. It's disgusting. Um, yeah. And then we're bound to see it. We will, Gary, well, down the there line. There was no, also one in the main event last night that looked like there was an attempted execution going on. There you go. And it's like, why? Why would, why would anyone? put forward to go on to a wrestling show and do that sort of stuff. Exactly. Why? It's not, even if it's a joke of a thing, it's not funny. Stop it. Yeah. Right. It, You're it, ruining exactly. it for everyone else. Right. And yeah, it might be a little bit geeky sitting down at home filming yourself. Right. But these people have wanted to do this for ages. They wanted to be in an arena. Maybe some of them have like, w- problems that stop them from going to arenas well now they can actually be in the arena they can see themselves on tv it's a fantastic concept exactly and it's like the shielding we have in the uk for the people that can't go out and about i know the people have to do the shopping yeah. for them and if they want to be at a live event and people around the world can go now that's the good bit about it like you don't go on a plane and go you can sign up you're on happy days if you get the view and you can make your own signs so it's still positive if um, AEW took this off WE, I'll be more than happy for it. You shouldn't because they're doing well with bringing fans back gradually. So I generally think that these two companies, even though they're at competition, they're doing the right things in their own ways because AEW is headlining now with how to bring fans back properly. 
whilst yeah. WWE, the alternative, it's funny how we say that now because AEW used to be, the alternative where other mainstream sports might take inspiration off as well. Because yeah, well, never... they took inspiration off the NBA, didn't they? Exactly. So it's not like it's an exclusive idea just for WWE. For me, I'm more interested in like the lasers and things that are going off and the drones that they're using for camera angles. And yeah, I just, I love that sort of thing. So the background to me, it's a bit bright. So I'd probably turn the LED screens down (laughs) just a little bit. But apart from that, I'm all right with it. Like I'm loving the entrances now because all the pyro's back. And I'm like, yeah, well, for me, like wrestling's a show. Exactly. You know, it's a circus act if, if you want to be absolutely 100% accurate about it. It's a bunch of gymnasts and, like, it, it's essentially a freak show. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I could 100% agree with you there, Gary. But it is. You know, it's all, it's all carnival-based in, if you think about it. It's pantomime you stuff. Know. It's pantomime yeah, exactly. stuff. It's what it is. It's, like... I'm never going to use the word fake, right? It's predetermined because people are putting their bodies and their lives in some circumstances on the line when they go in that ring, right? We know that it's lives because we've seen people die, right? And all for our entertainment. And when people who happily watch action movies turn around and tell me that wrestling is fake, Right, that is when I have a problem. And this sort of arena, right, with the Thunderdome, makes it seem more legit again. And it yeah. shuts them up because it takes away from all of the little things that you start noticing in a performance center sort of environment. Yeah. You know, little bits of timing that's slightly off, little bits of words from the referees that you can hear over the, over the mic all that sort of thing, that sort of disappears when you've got some sort of crowd interaction. And to me, this is the best way to do it. I'd probably turn the volume of the uh, the people on the LED screens up and I'd turn the brightness down. And that's the only bit that I would change. Me personally, great concept, but two months ago, they should have just basically filled the stadium of the performance center up with balloons and just drawn faces on them. That's all I'm going to say. And that's how I'm going to end this podcast. So, Gary, is there anything extra you want to add on top of my silly suggestion? Uh, I don't think I can add anything to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost speechless. Well done. <laughs> uh, I saw it on like a freaking Russian game show a hell of a while ago uh, someone sent us a video and I went that is genius everyone needs yeah, to do it but uh, much appreciated it's almost, it's almost like the plastic and cardboard cutouts you're getting at football games in the UK yeah, but again people sent off stupid cardboard cutouts to them people like ruining good things don't they so we'll end it in a positive note guys AW amazing it's on for Thursday 755k viewership for a Saturday top stuff so anybody that's going to watch it please try and watch it live as you can gary's going to try his best because he's off on friday i unfortunately am working so i may and sacrifice my sleep but most likely will not but um cheers for listening i know that 
previews are always a bit different because the reviews we can get our teeth into a lot more stuff we just make up a lot of stuff of our previews but please like subscribe uh, again if this is not on youtube i can only apologize um if you are and listening through any podcast send it to a few of your mates that may enjoy it we need to get as many people as possible listening to our stuff because if we can get this as a part-time job we would love it and love to give you a hell of a lot more content than we currently do it's mostly like three podcasts a week we want to get that up to seven maybe more 